Next on BYU Sports Nation, home cooking for BYU basketball. The back nine of conference play begins tonight at the Marriott Center. Winning time is now. The fifth leading scorer in America, Tyler Haas, is on the program. His solution to the defensive breakdowns and why BYU team goals remain alive. Plus, new bracketology fun. The Cougs hanging tough on the NCAA tournament bubble. And know the foe with the play-by-play voice of the Pacific Tigers. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Throw your hands up for Thursday. Get them up, Jerem. Game day. Let's go. Game day. Let's do this. January 30th. Man, how fast was January? I'm Spencer Linton alongside one of Copper Hills High School's best, Jerem Jordan. And there have been so many. Yes, there From have. Co- what? Wherever and however you may be listening, great to have you with us. Only fitting that our show starters tip off with a fresh bracketology from the nation's leading bracketologist. It is ripe. Joe Lenardi of ESPN. His track record of who gets in the tourney and who does not is downright remarkable. I don't even care about that. I just want to be entertained with the bracketology. It's fun. <laughs> if it's I look forward not, to it every week. Guess what? 13-9 and BYU still heavily in the mix, just like we said they would be. Because Lenardi, like a lot of guys watching with a national perspective, see a solid RPI. They see good strength of schedule and a few notable wins, Stanford and Texas. He rewards BYU for playing a tough, tough schedule. That happens. The evidence is there. We just looked at it. I don't want to be in this position, though. I want to be a couple spots higher. But the fact that BYU is in this position at 13-9 is weird because of the strength of the schedule. It shows you how good the schedule has been. And how how well BYU played in some of those games. Look, don't count them out yet. A lot of basketball to be played. Most of it on their home floor in the Marriott Center. Costume night, by the way, in the Rock, Jerem. What are you coming as? I'm going to be on press row, so heck no, I ain't dressing up, but The Rock should be entertaining tonight. More entertaining than it always is. We need some costume ideas for Jerem. Whether or not he will listen to those, I I would like some costume ideas for Jerem. I won't do it. Resistance is futile? I know how much you love Halloween. This is like a second Halloween. Why are we talking about this on January 30th? (laughs) I thought we were three months away. It's like a second Halloween for BYU students. Well, the question is, is there trick-or-treating anywhere before the game? That needs to happen, I'll right? bring candy. You know, you and I, I bring a bunch of candy, and we just eat that during the game. You don't consume as much, though, because you need those teeth to look pearly white and good on television. Me, on the other hand, I'm just a slob on press row. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I gained 20 pounds every basketball <laughs> season. Just kidding. Uh, a new promo released by BYU Athletic Communications. It's called Fly Away. I tweeted out the link last night at Spencer underscore Linton, and then about 30 minutes ago, I like it. It played well to my emotions, to my ethos. Got me amped for basketball tonight. Like I found myself ready to watch a game tonight. Game day. Love it. Join our conversation by using the new hashtag BYUSN. That hashtag all about giving BYU fans a 24-7 avenue to link up across planet Earth. Have a voice. While you're at it, give us your opinions on today's Twitter question. BYU begins the second half of WCC play tonight with six of the next nine at home. So what will BYU's second half record in WCC play be? Weigh in using hashtag BYUSN. And tell us why. So 9-0, and why? 8-1, 7-2, 6-3, and so on. I want 9 whatever. Tell us what, what you think and why. We gauged how confident BYU Sports Nation was 
with BYU sweeping these two games at home this weekend yesterday. A lot of mixed responses. So I'm really interested to see how you feel about the final nine. This just in, BYU football practice, we've t- we told you first that it was starting March 3rd. This just in, it will end April 4th. So spring practice, a little over a month. March 3rd to April 4th. The third most popular sport at BYU. I was waiting for you to say that. You can listen to BYU Sports Nation weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYU.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. Access our show on demand at BYURadio.org or listen to the rebroadcast weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rise and shout, it's game day, and it's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Safe at home. BYU's new sixth man, Matt Carlino, understands there's something about playing in front of your own fans, and it just makes things different. We play better at home. I mean, that's what it is. We win more here. I mean, I can't really, you know, the goals don't change size in the gyms. I mean, the gyms are smaller, but the court's the same size. But I don't know. We win more here. Uh, We just need uh, the second half of the league, you know, put it all together. Is there a sport in the NCAA that has a more noticeable home court advantage than men's basketball? I don't think so. I think that water polo is uh, the other. But besides that, I think men's hoops is big. Love your snarkiness this morning. I love that Matt Carlino calls it the hoop a goal. Field goals. <laughs> you, never th- you never use the word goal with basketball. I love it. Takes the ball to the goal and puts it through. Puts it in. Yes. That's good. The advantage at home is enormous in college hoops. Guess what? If you haven't heard it this week, I'll remind you again. BYU plays four straight in the Marriott Center. This is good. Six of the last nine in this back nine of conference will be played in front of their home fans. BYU finished the road-heavy first half of the schedule with a winning record. They only won two games on the road, but that was good enough for five and four on the front nine. Okay, not great, but good enough because they're still in a good position that they can make a move while playing the majority of the rest of their games inside the Marriott Center. They've lost once all year. They're 8-1 and on their home floor. Only loss comes to Iowa State by two points. A really good Iowa State team. Tyler Haas understands how losing on the road has obviously been rough on this team, and they've had their fair share of brutal road losses. So he certainly is excited to be back at home as Matt Carlino is. Definitely is a challenge, um, but we've been through something like this before uh, where we lose two games on the road. So it's going to be good to get back home. Um, We're trying to stay positive, and uh, there's still a ton to play for, and so uh, practice is still intense, and um, we're not done fighting. What are they playing for, Jerem? He says there's a ton to play for. What are they playing for? They're playing for the number two seed. They're playing for momentum into Vegas. And then they're playing for, hopefully, to get to the conference title game and have a one-off one to get into the tourney. There's a lot to play for. BYU had, a uh, by BYU standards, a terrible first half of WCC play. Five and four. Five and four. BYU, I expect BYU to be much better in the second half. At least a seven and two deal. Six of nine at home is going to yield better results. The three road games, one of those is at St. Mary's. The other two, at Pacific, at San Diego. San Diego is sort of a tough matchup for BYU, 
But the first game BYU played showed me that that's not going to be an issue. So I see BYU winning two of those three road games and then at least five of the six home games. True or false? True. The West Coast Conference is a tougher conference than the Mountain West. What year? This year. This year compared to uh, just in general? Right now, from top to bottom, all the teams in the Mountain West compared to all of the teams in the West Coast Conference. The middle is better than what the Mountain West was, but the Mountain West would have really good top-heavy teams. New Mexico, San Diego State at the end there. Those were top 25 teams. Tough to go against the show in San Diego, although BYU had their number. Tough to play at in the pit, but it's tough to to say that, like, are St. Mary's and Gonzaga the San Diego State and New Mexico of... The Mountain West. Sure. But then after that, when BYU would play at Wyoming, at Colorado State, at Air Force, that the, at, I forget UNLV. UNLV was really good. Uh, the Mountain West, to me, was better. This year, this year, comparing the conferences this year, which conference is better? I think the Mountain West. I think that the West Coast Conference, the middle pack, is better. But I think BYU uh, is has struggled against these teams that I, I think if they were in the Mountain West, would have been okay. Ken Pomeroy disagrees with you. Ninth rated conference, West Coast Conference, Mountain West number 10 right now. He, so, he, so what's the, is the margin like point something? I mean, is it barely a, a difference? So the West Coast Conference has one good year? It's interesting, isn't it though? The BYU would go 5-4 and four this year when Surprise they surpass be- the yes. Mountain West. Yes. It's an interesting thing. And I've got a stat of the day coming up that shows BYU's success in the back half and how good BYU has been. Against Mountain West and West Coast. I'll say this to close out the opening topic. You think that BYU doesn't know they have a great opportunity ahead of them? They hear bracketologists and analysts. As much as those players and coaches might try and avoid it, they still hear it. Right now, they're one spot out of the NCAA tournament despite nine losses. With big games remaining on the schedule, everything shapes up nicely for BYU if they want to lock in an at-large tournament bid. They win at home. They just do. Topic two. Coach Dave Rose gave some compelling thoughts on how this BYU team is getting defensive. That is our topic two. And it's all about BYU helping others out, helping players recover. Listen to this. We usually kind of build our defense around around helping on, on those type of direct line drives to try to bring a second defender in and then continue an angle. And what that does is when, once you give help, then it kind of uh, turns you know, the offense into an advantage where they can skip the ball, move the ball, and, and then find, eventually find the wide-open guy. Okay. So Dave Rose spends a lot of time watching game film. He understands the game, clearly. That's why he's in his position. That's why he has... So many wins. Great winning percentage. Will probably be the greatest basketball coach ever in the history of BYU when all is said and done. And that's saying a lot because Stan Watts is a basketball hall He's of famer. He's a legend. Yeah, Dave Rose has done an incredible job. That's not what we're talking about necessarily here. We're talking about team defense and what Coach Rose is seeing. BYU focuses on help defense, especially in the zone. They just have not been fast enough to recover. What are you seeing, Jerem? I'm seeing that a zone, it's hard to penetrate the basketball to the post and get a good look unless you can get the ball in front of the rim inside the zone there. And so BYU has done, I think BYU has done a, a decent job of not allowing penetrators via the dribble, but it's been, it's been the ball reversal on the wings that's opened up thing, things. Once you get the ball into the high post and can kick, you get open. Kevin Pangos destroyed BYU because of this, but it was too easy. 
there was too much space, and BYU seems to be slow in their recovery to rotate once the ball is reversed along the perimeter. So as much as it is about help, and that term is used mostly in man-to-man defense, BYU in the zone can do a better job of rotating a little quicker. But it starts with stopping the, the guy with the ball. BYU sometimes has two, sometimes three bunched up on one guy with the ball. That seems like a simple fix. Dave Rose mentioned that BYU has had a particular problem when they're dealing with a significant post presence. You wouldn't think that because of a zone defense, which is supposed to eliminate the majority of post play. It leaves the perimeter open, but he specifically noted the post has given us trouble. How does that make sense? Only four of the... uh, I only have four players in the first nine WCC games going for 15-plus that are post players. Four post players. And he's saying that opens up the outside. Yeah. Stacey Davis, Pepperdine. That opened up the outside. Cole Dickerson, San Francisco. Vandermars, Portland. That, that opened, opened up, up the sharp. outside. And then, uh, of course, Dower had 18 for Gonzaga. So maybe he's saying that because two of those, the last two games he's played, they've had, they'd have, Someone they've had a significant went, post-presence. Someone went for 18 and 27. And then it opened up huge three-point shooting lanes, lanes. Shooting lanes for the opponent. What's worse, an open three or an open two? Uh, at the rim. Oh, man. The open I, two at the rim. I will take an open two. I, I, I was preaching that this morning. If BYU gives up open twos at the rim, fine. They can hang with teams because they score a lot of open twos at the rim. If you're going to give up an easy bucket, I'd rather be at two than it be at three because this conference shoots the, the three ball better than any other conference in America. The percentages are lower on threes, though. But just to, try not to give too many open looks. Limit open looks. The way the game is, the three-point shot just happens more. It's it's more common. Like There are better shooters right now in the game, more better shooters than there have ever been. It's a tougher shot, that's for sure. But it's not as tough if it's wide open. Contested. BYU needs to graduate from open to contested on a more frequent basis. Contested threes. They can do it. Tyler Hawes added his opinion on how the team just needs to win. And look, as good as an offensive player he is, he understands that when shots are falling, it's particularly spe- important and it, just crucial to defend. We just got to win. Um, we got to defend our home floor and um, obviously uh, focus a lot more on defense. And, and I think if, if we can defend people, uh, we're going to start winning games because we can, we can put points up on the board, even though it seems like we can't make a three or a free throw. BYU is not trying to be the best defensive team in the country. They're trying to be the best offensive team in the country. Yes. And they almost are. They're number two. But they certainly understand they need to be better than they have been defensively. Matt Carlino, we go back to him in his post-practice interview. He, he says, look, our, our specialty's not D, but it probably needs to be the focus. You know, BYU's MO is not defense in general. I think we could all agree on that. But I feel like that's really what's going to bring us to the next level. And we have to make that our MO for the second half of league and for the rest of the season uh, to really be great. BYU currently ranked what, Jeremy, is it? 331 out of 345 in D1, giving up 79.6 points per game. Your stat of the day yesterday was amazing in the Dave Rose era. BYU's given up. This is 7.9 points per game more than any other season. Any other year. Still games to be played. BYU still got anywhere from 10 to... 15 or 16 games to be played so they can they can do some work but it starts on defense brother and it starts tonight topic three win and win now 
Can having a team with no seniors make a difference in closing out games? Just finding a way? Dave Rose is experiencing something brand new in his head coaching career. I don't think I don't think that motivation is the issue. Okay, these guys. I mean, they love to play and love to compete, and um, I love the, the the you know the the vibe and the spirit that they have in practice. Uh, urgency might be an issue. Uh, I think seniors bring a real sense of urgency to your team because it's the end for them, and they know it's the end. And uh, that's been a little bit a little bit different. I've never had a team without any seniors, and. And if, if, if I was going to say anything about that, that's kind of the feel that I have, that at times um, you, you don't have those guys in practice that uh, maybe feel that same sense of urgency. Okay, they don't have seniors. But now BYU has the advantage of knowing there's no more room for a slip-up. There just isn't. If they want to make an at-large case, the only conference loss from here on out that would be quote-unquote understandable from a committee's perspective is St. Mary's. At St. Mary's. They got to beat the Gales at home. After that, you're playing with serious fire. So go 8-1 and one in the last nine. Wow. And win at least one game in the West Coast Conference Tournament. And you have a pretty good shot. Do pretty, you think people, pretty good shot. Do you think experts uh, think that BYU should beat Gonzaga at home? I don't. You don't think experts think BYU no, should Gonzaga beat Gonzaga? No, Gonzaga will be fa- Sorry, here in Provo. I think Gonzaga will be favored in this game. There's two games. BYU will be favored, you'd think, in seven of the next nine. They are favored in eight of the next nine, according to Ken Pomeroy. Ken Pomeroy. He thinks friend, BYU should beat Gonzaga in friend, Provo. Yes, friend of the show. He feels like the Cougars should beat Gonzaga in Provo. Then there's this. When has BYU played a tougher basketball schedule? Really? Maybe, maybe never. Hard to gauge. Football, it's easier to kind of see there's only 12 13 games sometimes 11 this may be the toughest schedule in BYU basketball history so football and basketball play their toughest schedules ever in the same year that's crazy I would rather have the Boise State model honestly because you build confidence look what it did for Utah I mean we make fun of their schedule look what it did for their confidence couple that tough schedule with just loads of parody. I mean, parody runs rampant in the West Coast Conference this year. There is a disease of parody in the WCC. Five WCC teams in the RPI top 100 as of today. When is the last time that happened? That's why the West Coast Conference is rated higher than the Mountain West this year. They're just more solid from top to bottom. Gonzaga 27, St. Mary's 43, BYU 50, San Francisco 88, Pacific 96. BYU is hosting a sub-100 RPI team tonight that is last place in the West Coast Conference. Two and six. What the heck? They started nine and two in non-conference. We'll talk to their play-by-play, by the way, in studio coming up uh, in about 20 minutes. Uh, So six of the last nine on the home court, we've talked a lot about that. And it's the start of the back nine in WCC play, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Listen up, yo. Under Dave Rose, BYU's typically finished very strong in the back half of conference play. In fact, in the previous eight seasons under Rose, BYU's gone at least 6-2 and two in seven of the eight seasons. Oh, uh, yeah. That's 80%. 51-13 and 13 in eight seasons. The worst season BYU had in the back side, 4-4 four and four last year. So BYU's typically been really good. I expect BYU to get back to the... Now it's nine games with Pacific in the conference instead of eight, like the old Mountain West and West Coast Conference last year. I, I expect at least seven and two now. It's a good thing they have those games at home because with the yes. parity on the road, I mean, Gonzaga, 
needed a three-pointer with 1.9 seconds left to, to win Santa by Clara. two at Santa Clara last 22-20. Night. BYU scored, what, 97 against Santa Clara? <laughs> Santa Clara is the lowest-rated RPI team in the conference, 201. Gonzaga was trailing by one. And Gonzaga wins these games. They don't lose to LMU and Pepperdine and Portland on the road. Well, they did lose to Portland saying, on the road. So they the did. team that you think will maybe be favored against BYU in Provo is only a two-point winner at Santa Clara. It's just different. The conference is just different this year. I won't be surprised if BYU beats Gonzaga at home. I just think they're going to be picked to win that game. BYU begins the second half of West Coast Conference play tonight with six of the nine remaining at home. What will their second half record be? Time to bring in the hashtag. You've got tweets. At Laser Sheep, I think it will be seven and two on the back nine. Losses to the Zags in Provo and another road loss, but not to St. Mary's. So to Pacific or San Diego. Wow. That'd be if they lose to San Diego on the road, that would be brutal. That'd be worse than beating St. Mary's. That's worse than the loss to Portland, according to the RPI. I mean, it do it do more negativity than the positivity of the win. At M Deadman's sixty two. Eight and one. They're going to get on a hot streak. It's the right time. That's more likely than not. It's that, the right that BYU time. BYU dominates the back half. Up next, we talked about BYU's defensive woes, but does offensive Juggernaut Tyler Hawes think his team is struggling on the perimeter? We'll ask him that very question. We're one-on-one or two-on-one with Tyler Hawes after this. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Tyler Hawes, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs! Tyler Hawes and the BYU Cougars host the Pacific Tigers tonight at the Marriott Center, 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain. You can watch that game live on BYU TV. You can listen to it live on BYU Radio. This is BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN when you tweet at us. You can also follow the show at BYU Sports Nation, or if you so choose, follow my co-host at Jerem Jordan and myself at Spencer underscore Linton. Game day. That's right, baby. Tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Men's Hoops versus Pacific. Pre-game on BYU Radio starts at 8 Eastern. The game's live on both TV and radio at 9 Eastern. And also, six days from today, football signing day. Oh, yeah. A lot going on on the road with the BYU assistant coaches trying to bring in great talent. We have an hour-long special hosted by one Spencer Linton. Head coach Bronco Mendenhall will be in studio to break it all down. The unique part of that show is no one else does what we do, which is we're going to show you video of almost every guy, and Bronco is going to comment on every guy. So that's 8 Eastern next Wednesday, February 5th. David Nixon and Brian Logan will also be in the house to break it down. Don't miss it. I'm looking forward to it. It's a fun show. I won't miss it, by the way. I ho- if you do, I'll be ticked. Because <laughs> you're the host of the show and I'm producing it. All right, fair enough. BYU begins the second half of West Coast Conference play tonight. Six of the final nine at home. What will their second half record be? Send your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN. He's coming off a 71-point week against Portland and Gonzaga and looking to keep it going at home. Tyler Hawes joins us now on BYU Sports Nation. Tyler, let's begin with the really hard-hitting topics. Jeremy and I have a goal to combine for half of your 48 in one of our intramural games this season. What advice do you have for us to reach our goal of a combined 24 points? Uh, well, you got to shoot the ball a lot to score that many points. <laughs> okay. Who do you see scoring more points, Spencer or I, Tyler? Uh... Probably Spencer. Yes! Oh! Yes! Thank you, Tyler. 
I appreciate that shout out. You're newer to the show here, so he's going to go with you. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler, when you hear Uh, the next four games at home, what does that do for you and your team's confidence? um, It does a lot for our confidence. You know, anytime you can get home and get in front of your home crowd and kind of find your rhythm again, I think it definitely helps you. So we're we're excited to get back in the Marriott Center and um, kind of get going again. What's the morale of the team uh, after dropping both in the Northwest trip right now, Tyler? Um, you know, we, we've had a trip like that before in conference. And so... Um, I don't know. You know, I I'll be interested to see the way our, our team responds. But uh, if in practice, you know, we're still hungry and we're fighting, and um, guys are still sticking together, and so, you know, I, I feel pretty good about the morale of our team, and uh, hopefully we can um, play a little bit harder, a little bit smarter, and and have a better second half of conference. Tyler, I know two of your BYU team goals this year were to win a West Coast Conference title and to get to the NCAA tournament. At this point in the season, are those goals still intact? Have you have you readdressed them? Where where do you stand with those? No, they're they're for sure still intact, and um, we've got to we've got to have a good second half of conference, and then we got to be ready for our conference tournament. And so each day we're coming to practice, trying to trying to get better. Um, trying to to stay hungry and stay positive. I think, um, you know, there's lots of negative stuff that that goes around during a season, and so uh, you really have to kind of turn inward and stick together uh, with your teammates and coaches and, and trust that things will work out. Tyler Haas, the fifth-leading scorer in America, 23.6 points per game, is on BYU Sports Nation as BYU prepares for Pacific tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Tyler, after a week in which you score 71 and 48 in a game, uh, third most in BYU history, what's the next step for you as a scorer to help BYU win? Um, I think just continue to make uh, make good plays, make the right play. Um, you know, I... I I do I shoot the ball a lot, but um, I, I feel like my teammates are, are trusting me and um, trying to give me the ball in scoring positions. Um, but I, I got to continue to um, you know recognize double teams and, and recognize when I can um, when I can find my teammates for for good looks. Thursday night against Portland. When did you know you were in the zone? Um, probably, probably in the second half, probably in the second half, uh, I got in a little rhythm and, um, the pull up three in transition. Was that a, okay, I'm feeling it. I'm not going to attack the rim. (laughs) Probably the pull up three in transition. And we, we, I think we were down at nine or 10 right there. We just made a little run. So I, I was definitely feeling it right there. Tyler Haas. Very talented junior guard for the BYU basketball team, joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. 52 points from Jimmer Fredette is uh, is the record. It's quite the mark. At any point, did you have that number floating around in your head, and, and how bad did you want it? You know, I, I actually didn't know what number I was at. Um, I, I knew that I had I'd scored a bunch of points, but I was just trying to, to help our team win. Um, felt like we we had come back from the dead a few times during that game um and so i was just doing anything possible to uh help us come out with a win but 
Portland hit some crazy shots, and um, they made the plays to win the game. Tyler Hodge joining BYU Sports Nation. I know that it's it's hard to take away good things from tough losses like that, but what did what did you learn about your team after the triple overtime loss to Portland? Uh, I you know I, I learned that we have a never say die attitude, um, and that guys believe in each other, and even uh, when things aren't going the way you expect them to, um, this team just keeps fighting and scrapping and. Um, and it just we we have a never say die mentality, and so uh, that that's definitely going to be our mentality. The second half of conference, uh, we're we're not quitting, we're not going away, uh, we're going to keep fighting. How many points have you? What's the most points you've scored in the game before? I'm interested to know. Uh, I scored I scored 49 one time in in AAU ball. <laughs> so, um, so 48 almost. Guess. Yeah, forty eight in college is better than forty nine in AAU. Well, I'm, <laughs> we're just saying, yeah, we're just throwing it out there, Tyler. We've <laughs> talked a lot this week about what it is that BYU needs to do to get to the NCAA tournament to earn itself an at large. Of course, if you win the conference tournament, you're in. Uh, but what would what do you think it will take to get an at, uh, earn some kind of at large credibility and be in uh, the bracket at the end of the regular <laughs> season? Yeah, no. Obviously, we have to make a run. Uh, the second half of conference, and um, and then make a run in that tr- in our conference tournament. But we we have to improve defensively. I think our our issues are on the defensive end, and we're definitely a capable uh, defensive team. But you know sometimes we get relaxed, and uh, we we can put points up on the board. It seems like whenever we want. Um, but there there have been a few times this year where we score 100 points and lose. And so, I, um, you know, I think our issues are, are defensively and being locked in for 40 minutes. And so those are some of the adjustments we're going to make. Tyler Haas joining BYU Sports Nation. Tyler, the West Coast Conference is the best three-point shooting conference in the entire country. WCC teams have had success against BYU. Is perimeter defense a major concern for this team? It is, it is for sure, and I think uh, we gotta we gotta get better at keeping guys in front, uh, not allowing you know direct line drives and penetration because those things lead to to kick out threes and uh, and open threes, and so uh, we're trying to address those things and, and get better at them. Your boy Doug McDermott of Creighton uh, is second in the country in scoring. Scored thirty nine the other night. You played with him. Uh, in the World University Games over the summer. Do you keep in contact with him at all, and who's the better scorer, you or him? <laughs> no, he's a great he's a great scorer. Um, I don't know if you, you, shot, you saw his shot a couple nights ago, uh, but, I mean, he he's just a great three-point shooter, and uh, we'll keep in touch over Twitter a little bit. Um, I think I invited him to a party we had one night, <laughs> a pro party. <laughs> what, what happens no at a pro? What ain't happens no party at a like a party. Pro Bowl party? What goes on at a Pro Bowl party, Tyler, with Doug McDermott? <laughs> well, I told him there's no alcohol at Pro Bowl parties. <laughs> okay. and we usually just have like energy drinks and five hour energy stuff. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> Tyler Oz joining BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Tyler, while Doug and you are both fantastic scores. 
uh, Jeremy and I talked to Jimmer Fredette after the Kings Jazz game in the locker room, and, and we asked him about uh, about you and about the BYU basketball team. How much contact do you have with Jimmer, if at all? No, no, I, I don't have too much contact with him. Um, you know, and he, he'll come and play and work out with us in the summer, and so we'll talk about some stuff during that time. But I know he's busy and has a lot on his plate. Um, but he's he's a great guy, and we uh, we're good friends, and so you know I keep uh, keep close tabs on him and uh, see how he's doing. So. We're joined by Tyler Haas on BYU Sports Nation. Tyler, you, you won't look past Pacific, but we do. So St. Mary's, Saturday, big game. And, of course, last year you hit the big shot and then the Delva dagger from Matthew Delavadova. Now that it's been almost a year, uh, kind of what are your thoughts uh, from that wild finish a year ago? Um, you know, I, I think uh, it won't be any time soon that uh, I forget about that game. <laughs> It was just a, a crazy game to be a part of, um, and obviously a, uh, an unbelievable shot at the end. Um, but it, it makes us hungry, more hungry for a win this year, um, and we got to be ready to play those dudes. They haven't skipped a beat, so we got to be ready. Tyler Haas on BYU Sports Nation. you got Pacific tonight, Tyler. What's the scouting report on the Tigers as they enter the Marriott Center? Um, just a, a very athletic team. Um, you know, I think they have a lot of their guys back from last year, and they had a good run last year. And so um, they have some quick penetrating guards. They can they can shoot it from the three. Uh, so, you know, hopefully uh, we can keep guys in front and, um, and then play our game as well, uh, get out in transition, uh, rebound the ball well. Um, but we're excited to get back in the in, in the Marriott Center tonight. Well, Tyler, good luck. And if we happen to combine for at least 24, half of your 48, in our we'll, invi- game. we'll invite you to our Provo party. Five-hour energies <laughs> on, right. on, on, on the, the house. On the house. Awesome. Thanks, <laughs> Tyler, thanks for the time. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. Shoot the ball a lot, Jerem. It's as simple as that. Get buckets. We're about to get real on the Pacific Tigers. How much does Pacific's play-by-play specialist know about his team? We'll go head-to-head with Zach Bayrudi and ask, do you know the foe? This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out live in Studio 2 at BYU Broadcasting. Game day, Jerem. Tonight. I, I love me some game day. BYU and Pacific tonight. Pre-game on BYU Radio starts at 8 Eastern. The game's live on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 Eastern. It's also costume night in The Rock. The yes, Royal it is. The Cougar student section. Or for you, Jerem. And guess what? The people delivered on BYUSN. Hashtag BYUSN. I asked, what what should Jerem dress up as tonight? At H Collier88 says, Jerem should dress up as Batman. Or how about Bane? And then talk Bane. Do you feel Jerem? <laughs> I'm yeah. not dressing up. If anything, I'll take off my shirt. Can you give us a Batman impersonation? No, I can't. <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> I love those vines where there's like a, a dad and he just is doing like a video selfie and there's he asks his kid a question and then he answers that as Batman with a bastium, bastium? Batman <laughs> costume, like the mask on. 
Have you seen those at all? <laughs> no. They're so good. If I yeah. find one, I'll tweet Yeah, them. you're going to need to tweet that. This doesn't, you had to be there, man. At Bridger Hill has a nice uh, costume idea for you, too. Jerem should dress up as Super Mario, dun, as in Mario, dun, Mario Carlino, yeah. with a number two jersey on and an afro. Or male pattern baldness, which is... <laughs> I'm working on that in about 20 years. <laughs> I'm okay for now. He said, hashtag bald is beautiful, hashtag so is a fro. It's true. There you go. Super Mario or Batman. Your choice, Jerem. My, oh, really? It's those, your choice. Those are the choices? <laughs> it's your choice. I'm on press row. I can't dress up, people. <laughs> New no. bracketology released, by the way, as you're thinking about costumes for Jerem, potentially. BYU, the first team out in Joey Brackett's latest. They are the first team out with nine losses. You think strength of schedule matters? Yes. You think RPI matters? Absolutely. And the last four in, interesting. Do these names ring a bell? Stanford, Oregon, St. Mary's. How about that? BYU's played three hmm. of those. Southern Methodist in there as well. But BYU has or will play three of those four. BYU begins the second half of West Coast Conference play tonight. Six of the final nine at home. What will their second half in conference record be? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We welcome into the show Zach Bayrudy. He is all things Pacific. They're play-by-play specials. Zach, good to have you with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Great to be here. Dude, you just walked through the snow like 10 miles. This is the lightest snow I've ever had to trudge through in my life. And you made it seem like (laughs) I I needed a snowplow to guide me here. It was nothing. You're from Boston, so you get it. This is, yes, the snow belt of Massachusetts from Worcester, Mass. So it's the snow belt. We get the heavy snow. This was a nice leisurely morning walk in in the light, puffy snow. It's no George. And it snow stalled on the freeway for 13 hours. Can you believe that? That That's was amazing. unreal. A couple That's inches amazing. of snow and it just messes up everything down there. It's wild. <laughs> Chipper Jones, rescue me. Hey, Zach, did you hear that Justin Bieber might be court ordered to come to BYU? Did you hear that? No. Yeah, it's, it's a, not real. Oh, <laughs> I, you had me. I, I checked the news this morning. I was like, wow, what a great, great time to be at BYU. No, yeah, it's been, floating, code it's will be been an floating around out there since his, uh, his run ins with probably the law. Doing well. A but, website wrote a mock press release saying that. <laughs> It was court ordered to BYU, well. and and it went it went out. <laughs> it went People viral. like Justin Bieber really going to BYU? No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to break it to you, Beebsters. He's going he's going to Wellesley Women's College. I think is what's really yeah, nice. Happen. Nice, that's yeah. great. That's a good Boston. Reference that's a great there. great yeah. knowledge right there, Jerem. <laughs> that's all I got. Zach Bayrudi, the play by play specialist for Pacific Tigers basketball, joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Zach, how did how did you get into that position with Pacific? Well, I I moved to Stockton to do minor league baseball. I do the Stockton Ports which is the, the high A affiliate of the Oakland A's. And uh, when I moved out there, I got to know Mike Miller, our sports information director, really well. Um, and at the time, he was doing the broadcast, and, and I do not know how he was the men's basketball SID and the play-by-play guy at the same time. I mean, it, it had to be a big stress. So he wanted to kind of take a step back and just be the SID. So he had known me, and he asked if I'd like to do it. So uh, here I am. It's going to be uh, five years now. Living the dream. It's living the dream. I love it. I couldn't be happier. It's a great situation in Stockton. What do you like more, doing baseball or basketball? You know, baseball is the sport that's made more for radio, um, but there's nothing like being courtside at a basketball game with a big crowd and just feeling that energy, you know, run through you. It's... It's. I like the atmosphere of basketball. I think a little bit better, but as far as actually doing the play-by-play on the radio, baseball is is where it's at. Are you ready for the Marriott Center tonight? I'm very ready for the Marriott Center. I've heard great things. Great things. I, I was excited when Pacific joined the WCC in part because we get to come to a place like like the Marriott Center. It's it's tremendous. Zach Bay Rudy, the play-by-play voice of Pacific, joining BYU Sports Nation. Okay, Zach. Uh, 
Pacific is an interesting team. They had some really good early season wins. Yeah. They won in the Spectrum in Logan. They're undefeated in Mountain West Conference play. They, three they beat three three teams in the Mountain West Conference. And uh, their coach, Ron Verlin, jokingly told us on BYU Sports Nation a couple of days ago, yeah, yeah I, I really want to play in the, in the Mountain West. Three uh, <laughs> Because of the success <laughs> so they've far, had so there. Good. But, but then they hit conference play, and the style of play, mm-hmm. as BYU has found out this year, doesn't really match up well with Pacific and BYU. So the Tigers, they have an RPI of 96, but they're just 2-6 and six in conference. How do you explain that? It's really hard to explain. Uh, to go 9-2 and two non-conference, and as you said, to have those wins, I mean, winning at Nevada, which is not an easy place to go play. Um, you know, the Spectrum, of course, to win by 10, uh, they not only, you know, they didn't squeak out a win, they won by 10 at the Spectrum, and that was an impressive win, and that was when people opened their eyes and said, wow, this Pacific team might be for real. But you get into conference play, and as you guys know, it's a whole different ballgame. And it's not like Pacific's a team that's unfamiliar with the WCC. I mean, Pacific's played the Bay Area schools uh, non-conference when they were in the Big West for for years, especially San Francisco and, and Santa Clara, and then a couple of the Southern California teams, too. So they're not completely unfamiliar. But when you're playing game after game in the WCC as opposed to the Big West, you're starting to learn. The learning curve is huge. And players that, you know, like stretch four players that could play the five and get away with it in the Big West, you can't get away with that in the WCC. And you also can't get away with having a bad game here or there in the WCC and get a win. I mean, when you're playing teams like Cal State, Northridge, and UC Davis, you can get away with not playing your best and win. WCC, it's, it's different. Pacific play-by-play Zach Beirudi is on BYU Sports Nation. The style of play seems to be contrasting uh, tonight in that BYU is one of the top tempo teams. They get a ton of possessions. How does Pacific do it? It seems seems like it's a little slower. It is a little slower, but but as compared to years past, they do run a little more of an up-tempo style. They won't shy away from playing uh, up-tempo. Uh, that being said, Pacific struggled in the second half of their game at Oregon because Oregon was such an up-tempo type team, and, and even a team like Pacific that doesn't mind pushing it a little bit couldn't couldn't hang with that. So uh, it, it might be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how, how the guys come out and, and react to the type of uh, the game the Cougars want to play. And two LDS guys uh, with the program. Yeah. Uh, Trevin Harris and then, uh, and then Chris Pond, our head trainer. Are you getting the 411 on the LDS culture? I am. I've gotten it for years with Chris. Chris is a, a fantastic <laughs> trainer. He's, he's been our, our trainer for years. He's a, he's a bishop. He's an LDS bishop in, in Stockton. Uh, so I've, I've had the 411 on, on the LDS gig for years. So uh, I'm well-educated, and uh, it's, it's always fun to come to Utah with Chris because he has so many friends and family here, and, and uh, he kind of gives the insight on the, into what's what. Who was more excited, Chris or you, when you found out BYU was going to be in your conference? Well, uh, Chris actually, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, Chris actually can't stand BYU. Uh, <laughs> he's a, uh, he's a, a Mormon bishop. He can't stand BYU. He's a Utah State guy. He he went to Utah. Oh, that makes sense. So is our producer Ben Bagley. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Behind yeah. the window. Okay. Classic Chris, Aggie move. And Chris's dad is is a is a, a Utah State season ticket holder. So that so his family cannot stand BYU. So it's like, you know, I tried to reconcile it. I'm like, how do you how are you a, a Mormon bishop and you don't like BYU? That's like where it's at. And he goes, well, it's like you not liking the Yankees and being a baseball fan. It's just kind of like, you know, you know. It, that's some that's <laughs> a strong strong dislike. Let's I you know what I don't think we need to I go. Hope I didn't just deep, call him out deep into the sports theology with BYU. <laughs> BYU Mormons and non-BYU Mormons. That's, that's uh, yeah, that's, let's not go there. That is great insight from Pacific play-by-play Zach Bayrudy. This was an NCAA tournament team last year.
here, very capable, and could certainly benefit from a win tonight in the Marriott Center. Okay, Zach, uh, we're going to test your knowledge on your team. How well do you know? I'm afraid, by the way, but the Pacific Tigers. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? Jerem, start us off, man. Okay, so what we're going to do here, normally Spencer and I ask each other questions and quiz each other. Zach, you can weigh in on every question. So whenever you want. Okay. Okay, Okay, here we go. I'll go first. So Spencer and Zach, here you go. True (laughs) or false? There is a Pacific University. True. True, yeah. True. Where is it? Seattle. Oregon. Portland, that's right. Forest Grove, Portland. Because people get it confused all the time. That's how I know. Yep. Okay. Zach, can you spell... Or me. Or Jerem. Can you spell Oloa Candy? Well, one of us has to go first. I don't want to step up. You want to try it first? I'll, I'll go first. Michael Oloa Candy played for Pacific. Yeah, I saw him play in the 96 game. I was a teenager against BYU in the Maritime. Big time NBA draft. O-L-O-W-A-K-A-N-D-I. Okay, you want to give it a I try, I second Zach? that. I think that's what I was going to go Very with. Very good, Jim. Nailed it! Very good. Very good. Okay, quick to the draw here. Pacific, public or private? Private. Nailed it! Of course he's going to know that. <laughs> well, you could have guessed. It's like flipping a coin. Okay, give me two notable alumni from the University of Pacific. Jamie Lee Curtis, Pete Carroll. Oh, I was, Pete Carroll was going to be my guy. Anybody okay. else, Zach? Uh, Anybody Hugh else? Jackson, former coach of the Oakland Raiders. Nice. Jeremy, you're up. Get it going, man. True or false, retired football coach Tony Dungy was an assistant coach at Pacific True. at one point. False. Oh. John Gruden was. Oh. 1989 wide receivers coach. Zach's been on point thus far. Okay. True or false? Pacific was one of the founding members of the West Coast Conference. Yes, true. That is true. <laughs> yes. What the heck? It's true or false? <laughs> what was the original name of the university in 1851? I have four options. California Pacific College. California Methodist College. California Wesleyan College. Or California Mormon College. <laughs> I'm going to go with A. I'm going to rule out D. California Pacific College. Okay. What do you think? I'm going to go Spencer. C. That is correct. California Wesleyan Woo! College. Yes. That's embarrassing that I didn't know that. <laughs> we don't expect you to know everything. We tried really hard to, to find things that Spencer you Spencer looks not, really good right now. I, I am no. completely embarrassed. <laughs> Do you have anything else? I'm done. That's, okay. that's, that's, that's What's the mascot's list. name? Oh, man. I can't answer this. I know it. I say it all the time. Pacific mascot? Well, well they are the Tigers, but what is the oh, mascot's okay. name? Oh, okay. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to see if I'm gonna see if Spencer can get I it. I love this name. Uh... I I BYU's is Cosmo Tony the Tiger. <laughs> no, come on, <laughs> they're great. Come on, cornflakes. <laughs> Power Cat. Power Cat. Power Cat. Power Cat. That's what? solid. That's yeah. a solid. It's a great mascot. mascot. Yeah. When did Pacific drop football? What year? Nineteen ninety six. Ninety seven. Ninety five. Oh. oh. As of, as of as of 2012, what percentage within 5% of students are from California? Where did you find that? The internet. <laughs> 81. I'm going to say I'm going to say 70. That gets it. 83% wow. really? of the students at Pacific are from California. That's nice in-state recruiting by Pacific. That's fantastic. Zach Bayrudi, the play-by-play voice nicely of the done. Pacific Tigers basketball team. Yeah, well done. I'll, I'll give you. Yeah, nicely done. Yeah, nice. Thank nice you guys claps for that. Some claps for that. Okay, Zach. Uh, last question I'm going to ask you is: If Pacific wants to get a win tonight, what has to happen for the Tigers? Uh, they need to do two things, both related to the three-point ball. Uh, they need to shoot it well, and they need to defend it well. Uh, 
conference opponents are shooting uh, like 45%, I think, from the three versus Pacific, and that's really unlike a Pacific team. They've played good defense over the years traditionally, and then Pacific shooting percentage from beyond the arc has gone down with the exception of the Pepperdine game that, that was just a couple of Seven days ago. 7 14, right? Yeah. yeah. So they need to shoot the three well, and they need to defend it well. There you go, Good. Zach Bayrudy. Thanks for the time, man. Great Thank to have you guys. Yeah, it's thanks for walking here. up here. I appreciate it. Final score, by the way, Zach 6, Jerem 3, Spencer 1. <laughs> but the one I got, the Wesleyan had the Wesleyan connection. That should be worth like 4. Come on, man. People <laughs> beg for points when they are losing. That should go for 2 points right yeah. there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm starting to sound like what? Blaine Fowler and Dave McCann. Yeah, seriously. Stop whining. That should be worth more than one. Hey, stop with the labor pain. Show me the baby. (laughs) BYU has nine games left in West Coast Conference play. What will their record be in the back nine? That is our question on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We're back with more, including the Cougar Whip Around. You're not going anywhere. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill and the BYU Cougars nearing football season. Hey, we talked to Steve Young yesterday. We brought him in on the countdown. And uh, he said, countdown to what? Well, let's just go ahead and play it. Countdown to Connecticut. 210. Yep. So Steve Young yesterday is like, countdown to what? And we said, <laughs> to Connecticut, that's where they play. He's from Connecticut. And he's like, they are? He said, Tom Homo is usually good about telling me those things. The game will be, we said, and he said the game's going to be played in stores. We agreed with that, but that that's incorrect, erroneous. Well, thanks to an email from one of our devout listeners in Connecticut, Rich Frost. What up, Rich? We have the story straight. BYU will play UConn in East Hartford, Connecticut, which is Rich's hometown. The nice. Huskies have a new stadium, relatively called Rentschler Field, known locally as the Rent. Well, guess what? The Rent is due for a BYU win. Yes, it in is. Late August, not Virginia. But Connecticut. Thanks to Rich Frost, one of our East Coast lunchtime listeners. You know what time it is, Jerem? Uh, Temple Day Shikochi. It's time for yep. the Cougar Whip Around. Swimming and diving. Believe it. Jake Taylor was named the MPSF slash Turbo. I have no idea what the Turbo means. Male Athlete of the Week after a top three finish in three events against that team up north on Friday. Men's basketball. Anything with turbo in it is fantastic. Tonight, BYU hosts Pacific at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Pre-game starts on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern as the Cougars look to extend a five-game home win streak. Women's basketball. BYU is at St. Mary's tonight in battle for sole possession of third place in the WCC. With that, we welcome in Morgan Bailey, a junior on the BYU women's basketball team. Morgan, you're coming off a great game. You scored 18 points, grabbed 13 boards. What was going so well for you in that game? Um, I think I'm playing with a lot of confidence, and that's what I've been having go for me for a while now. You hold Santa Clara uh, to 44 points. Your team holds mm-hmm. them to the game before you hold San Francisco to 47. So not only are you playing well, but your team's doing a lot of things well. How's the team morale and mentality right now? Um, it's pretty high. Um, I think we're learning about defense wins games and um, our defense builds our offense. So as long as we keep that mentality, we'll be successful. The first time around with St. Mary's Morgan was a two-point win in overtime. Now you go to Moraga. What do you expect this time around? Um, I think it to be a bloodbath. It's always a bloodbath with St. Mary's. They're a very aggressive team. 
I'm excited. I love these kind of games. I was so. gonna say, is that a is that a chuckle, a, a smile I hear in your voice <laughs> as we talk about St. Yeah. Mary's? Was there literal blood there? <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit. Every game that we play against them is really close and intense. So let's just avoid breaking I Jennifer think. Hampson's nose again. Is that a fair? I know. Fair thing to ask. Um. There might be some broken noses. I don't know. <laughs> She's making no promises. Morgan Bailey, junior forward on the BYU women's basketball team on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Okay, Morgan, we talked to your uncle, Thurl, who is uh, in, inside the LDS community um, and in Utah is a well-known NBA guy, a star at NC State. What's the best bit of advice that your uncle has given to you as you've gone about your career? Um... I think the best advice I've gotten from him so far is just laugh at Mary's game when I got my technical and I fouled out. Um, he just said I need to keep my aggressive mentality, but um, I can't let them get to my head because they win the battle if I let Daniel Malden or um, Rosenthal get to me. Get to me. So um, I think just have that mental edge about them and I'll be fine. Morgan Bailey's on BYU Sports Nation. Morgan, how can we get Jennifer Hampson to dunk in a game? So I have to bribe her. Um, <laughs> What's but, the bribe we need? I don't know. We're waiting for it. There are lots of NCAA violations that could be involved in that, so we probably don't want to bribe her. But could we just ha- could you just have her cherry pick at mid court? You guys play five on four defense. It might get to that point. We have to get it to her. <laughs> You know that's going on Sports Center top ten. Like that will go on the top ten on Sports Center, and you'll be a part of that if you assist her. Morgan yeah. Bailey to Jennifer Hampson, number four. <laughs> we'll make it happen. <laughs> okay, you you approach a key a key stretch, a couple of road games, but then you have San Diego and Gonzaga on your home floor after you lost to both of those teams on the road. How do you? How confident are you that you can you can get in there for at least a share of the West Coast Conference title with the way that the schedule shakes out? Um, I think we're in a really great position. Just um, we lost our hard, hardest games in the rest. I feel like they're winnable for us. But I think if we take care of this road trip, then the focus on those last games at home, then we'll be in a great position for it. Well, hopefully there's not too much blood in Moraga in the quote-unquote bloodbath mm-hmm. against St. Mary's tonight. Best of luck, Morgan Bailey. Thank you so much. You got it, Morgan. Keep up the good work. All right, thank you. Morgan Bailey of the women's basketball team brought it. You know who else brought it today and gets our rising shout? Zach, Zach Bayrudy. Bay he was fun. He was good. What a sweet name. Also does baseball play-by-play, Pacific men's basketball play-by-play. That was a lot of fun, for sure. BYU begins the second half of West Coast Conference play tonight with six of nine remaining at home. What will their second half record be? At BYU or at sports underscore blue says seven and two split with St. Mary's beat Gonzaga at home and drop one other game somewhere along the way, but still good enough for the dance. Thanks to our guests, Tyler Hawes, Zach Bayrodi and Morgan Bailey and everyone on our crew. Producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Chaline, production assistants Alan Miller, Spencer King and engineer A.A. Ron Evans. Follow us on social media. Do it. Episodes of the show on demand at BYURadio.org. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. You have just listened to Game Day on BYU Sports Nation. Resistance is futile.